0: I hope you are well. I struggled mightily with the content for this week's podcast. Uh, I know, if if you're listening to it right now, you're saying, Steve, there is so much to talk about. How could you possibly struggle with the content uh, for a podcast? The COVID-19 epidemic, as I record this virus, is sweeping the world, reaping unimaginable havoc on our financial markets, on our financial wherewithal, on our mental health. Countries are closing down. There's huge economic… and human cost that is being that is being levied by this virus. So how can you struggle with content for a podcast episode seems that there is a lot to talk about and indeed there is. What I struggle with is what our position what gray matters can provide as far as value into this equation. We conceived this podcast to help Gen X and baby boomers reimagine their future. In an online world, a world which increasingly is looking uh, nothing like what it was when we started the podcast, but the purpose was for us to help you understand your place in the digital space and to remain relevant as we moved ahead. Much of what I want to teach, what I wanted to share, much of what I wanted you to understand is still in place. There, it, it's still relevant. But in light of what's happening in the world, in some ways, the content that I would like to share with you, that I feel qualified to share seems somewhat trite seems somewhat uh, almost tone deaf to a certain extent because of the because of the what's happening in the world because the winds of the of change are sweeping us just scouring us at this point but we do want to continue and i know that i am fascinated by how others are coping uh, by others attitude and getting lots of inspiration and ideas of the best practices for moving ahead from others within the community. So I will contribute what we can here in Gray Matters. Now, for this particular episode, this week on our live, we're doing now a weekly live stream on Gray Matters, which we call Gray Matters Unscripted. And in some cases, we are going to take the content, some of the content from that live stream and insert it here in the podcast if it's relevant, if I think it has the kind of value that I want to that I want to entrench here in the podcast. And this week, we definitely have that situation. Mark Schaefer, a friend of mine, a popular speaker in the in the online space, a marketing guru, the author of many excellent books, was my guest this week and he brought a lot to the table. So today, we are going to share the, uh, the bulk of the live stream that I enjoyed with Mark just a few days ago. We called it Beyond Coping with Mark Schaefer. That's today on Grey Matters. Steve Dotto here. How the heck are you doing this fine day? Welcome to Gray Matters, the podcast for those of us in the gray zone. What is the gray zone? Primarily baby boomers and Gen X, those of us sporting a touch of gray. We're interested in finding our place in the digital age. On this podcast, we will learn about online marketing, community building, social networking, all from our perspective. The world's changing. The job market is not interested in us anymore. We're facing the prospect of a reluctant retirement and that is not cool. We need a side hustle to take our experience and put it to work for us. We need to develop mad skills, adapt and evolve in order to remain relevant in the digital age. I can help. This podcast can help. I'm glad you found us. My guest today, Mark Schaefer, uh, is uh, about as well-known an author in the online marketing space as there is. Mark's latest book is Marketing Rebellion. It is a must-read. Uh, as he, the subtitle is brilliant. It's the most human company wins. It really deals with the issues of trust and how we engender trust and build our brands in the online space. And it's as valuable to large companies as it is small. Uh, previously, Mark also uh, authored Known, which was one of my favorite books, which talks about how basically how influencers are created and how you become an influencer, the content code, social media explain the Tau of Twitter, all books that Mark has authored that are very valuable in the in the digital and online marketing space and a great read for anybody who's interested in the content of this particular Podcast. Now, I'll have links to all of Mark's books and to Mark's bio in the show notes, so you can check that out if you want to. If you have you have some time on your hands now, if you want to spend some time and learn and read, if you like what you hear from Mark, and I'm sure that you will. Now, in just a second, we will we'll jump into the to the interview itself. Uh, but when you're listening to the interview, there's a couple of things. There's a couple of touch points within Mark's uh, within what we talked about with Mark that I want to give you a little bit of background on. I invited Mark on originally because he wrote a really insightful blog back in the first days when we were first starting to realize that we were probably going to be shut down for a period of time and that that we were going to have to be spending some time sheltering in place with the COVID virus. And he wrote a love letter to the coronavirus which would probably make you kind of look a little bit askance if you happen to see it come through your feed. I saw it come through, I read it and it was exactly what I needed at the moment. Part of me was thinking what Mark was sharing but he essentially was saying that this is going to happen. Our lives are going to change and it's going to be up to us how we react to it and he is taking advantage of the found time, of the cancelled meetings, the cancelled projects, the cancelled speaking engagements. He's taking advantage of that time and he's going to reinvest back in himself, in the one thing he has control over. He's going to do some personal improvement. He might work on his fitness, his painting. A lot of different things as well as professional development but looking inward so that you're not. Always in fear and worry of what's happening in the outside world, but you are taking a little bit of control of what you can and you're concentrating on improving yourself. And in doing so, hopefully you'll have a much more positive attitude and we can can all benefit from all of those good things that come along with solid mental health uh, as we work our way through whatever whatever term this virus is going to deliver. So that was the premise of me inviting Mark on to speak. So in just a sec, we'll jump into my interview with Mark Schaefer. I want to do a quick shout out to those of you who make this podcast, heck, to the entire Dotto Tech platform possible and that is our community of support on Patreon. Patreon is a crowdfunding service. It's similar to Kickstarter but for content creators like me. And we've got an amazing community who support us financially, making it possible for us to create this podcast, our weekly tutorials on Webinar Wednesday, our YouTube videos, pretty much everything that we create. So I'm asking you to consider supporting us. There are perks and the perks are terrific. For our $10 a month patrons, which is the vast majority, the perks include access to our Webinar Wednesday archives where we have over 100 tutorial webinars on productivity, online marketing and content creation. And our latest perk is free access to our online course, Don't Retire, Rewire, which teaches baby boomers and Gen X what their online options are for reinventing themselves instead of retiring. The links are all in the show notes below, or just remember, patreon.com slash DottoTech.
1: One of the things that, that I've learned about blogging and really just creating content is to... to to be aware of your own internal emotions. And, you know, I was experiencing a lot of trepidation and a lot of fear, and I have to get to this point in my grieving process for, you know, my world and my business to get to this point of acceptance so I can embrace the chaos and think about how do I move on in this environment? And, you know, I was sort of self-aware of these things going on inside of me. And I said, well, what if I express that in a blog? And that was scary for me. Mm. Uh, but I had this sort of like rule that if it feels scary for me, then absolutely you push that publish button because that, that, that means that you're, you know, you're going to connect in a, in, in a deep way. If it's on your mind and on your heart, it's probably something that other people are are thinking about too. And that's what happens certainly with that post.
0: And the process that you went through is one that I imagine a lot of us do is, is the immediate impact of having, uh, looking at your upcoming work schedule, your income, and seeing disruption right away. Saying, oh, I'm not going to be able to attend this speaking engagement. Yeah. This client's called me and canceled. And then you start extrapolating and you recognize even the ones that haven't communicated with you, there's going to be an interruption there. And then for you, you start thinking about your other businesses, you you teach, and what's the impact going to be. And all you see is, oh, unknown, uncertainty, unknown, cancellation, unknown, uncertainty, unknown, cancellation. But then what you've done is you then took it and you kind of extrapolated it out to the rest of us saying, well, if I'm suffering this what's it, what impact is it going to have on my peers on other marketers on other people who are in the same business as me and then it just kind of is like the 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 a pebble in the uh, in the pond
1: well i think that's how i'm approaching my content in in general right now and and my business is that well let me give you a little story steve um i've been i have a consulting client in miami i've been doing a lot of business with them and last week they sent me an email and they said oh we're going to change some things with our social media presence and we want to run it by you. I said, sure, let's set up a call for next week. I never heard back from them. And so I wrote them a note. I said, Hey, you know, did I miss something? And they said, well, Mark, our supply chain is a disaster. We've lost 50% of our orders. We are in crisis mode right now, just trying to keep people employed. Now last week I was relevant and this week I'm not and so all of us have to reimagine our business for this moment for this world our customers are in crisis our customers are grieving our customers are in chaos our customers are literally mourning the incredible losses that they're they're having in their lives to their finances to their relationships I mean, I was on the phone with a woman yesterday whose mother is in a convalescent home. It's locked down. She Mm -hmm. cannot see her mother. We've got customers who are trying to work from home with kids crawling all over them. Right. Mm -hmm. We've lost our social connections. We have lost our social life. We've lost our freedom to travel, to go Mm -hmm. to a restaurant, to watch a baseball game. We're literally in a world of unimaginable, cataclysmic loss. And so we have to think about now, what are the skills and the core competencies I have that can apply in a relevant way today? We can't continue to run our businesses based on the world we wish for. We have to base our our content Mm. and our businesses based on the world that is and so that means a a complete and immediate reassessment. So, you know, all the content I had planned for my blog, I just threw a bomb at it because it doesn't matter anymore. It seems to, trite, doesn't it? I have to talk. It, yeah, it's it's tone deaf. Yeah, you know, I have to I have to just think about what is this moment? How do I help you know grieving, panicked people right now with whatever skills you know that I have? And as you mentioned, you know, I sort of have a background in this. And, uh, you know, I have a master's degree in organizational development of applied behavioral sciences and really have, you know, kind of coaching and counseling uh, skills. And I think that comes through in a lot of my work. You know, my last book was Marketing Rebellion, The Most Human Company Wins, talking Hmm. about this humanistic approach to business and marketing that completely applies to the moment that we're in right now.
0: The first post that I talked about, the love letter, you very much internalized the, uh, looked at the time that you were going to be, oh, all this cancellation, and tried to say, well, what can I do personally to take that and and do personal development myself, find edification in my own time? So, but that was just kind of, that was almost just a a, a band-aid on it at that point there, because now when the reality sets in, we are facing these months of turmoil. And do you think that one thing that concerns me is I see so many of our peers posting, talking about the virus, and I don't know what it is they're bringing to the table. I don't know how they're helping. So you said something that was important. We're in mourning. And okay. you asked, I think in one of your posts, how would you treat, how do you t- how do you act at a funeral? Yes. And one of the things that I always believe, which is it, it, it is you give space. Yeah. And and we're not doing that right now. We're not yeah. giving each other space.
1: Well, you know, I I see exactly what you're saying. I really do. And, you know, I was going through my Facebook feed today and, you know, everybody's jumping online and, you know, they, they're, they're, they're trying to help. They, they, they might be grasping at straws a little bit. Um, you know, they may not really know what to do or know what to say. But I also think that at this point we we need to just extend a lot of grace to people mm. and just say, look, everybody's trying, uh, everybody's experimenting. Um, you know, maybe it's not the exact right thing to do right now. But we have to understand that every playbook is gone right now. Every strategy is over because we've just been given a big you know punch in the face. Like I said, what was relevant even. Three days ago, is it relevant today? So uh, I can see certainly where a lot of people might be annoyed uh, or bemused at best <laughs> um, by some of the strange content that's coming out right now. But I also see, hey, you know, people are just trying their best and trying to find a way, and that's all right. So as, as we struggled with our own, so I'll take advantage of the opportunity of having you here and
0: ask for some advice, which I think everybody can benefit from, but I know I will benefit from. So as I look at this kind of this, this dichotomy of wanting to pay attention, not be part of the problem and spend my energy kind of focused on the global situation, but also this desire for a a degree of normalcy, recognizing that this too will ultimately pass. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, doing personal development or or the proper type of content development myself, even though it might seem a little bit, as you say, a little bit tone deaf, if I can do it without being tone deaf. So instead of doing stuff, that's a call to action. You know, if we look at Vaynerchuk's book, jab, 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 right hook. Yeah. Just keep jabbing. No more right hooks. Right. That's a good content, way to put it. If you create content. Yeah. That has long-term value. That isn't call to action stuff. Like here's yeah. how you do this for when we can do this.
1: I mean, I think, there's, there's two main things, you know, for you and for, for, for everyone. And number one is you, you hinted at this, this metaphor that I've used that, you know, today we need to think about our sales and marketing as if we were selling to somebody at a funeral. So if you came to a funeral and you were comforting someone, would you say, Hey, I've got a deal for you. I've got 25% off my classes right now or you, know, you there's just no way right what would you say to somebody at a funeral you'd say how can i help you right now in this moment of grief grief what can i and what can my company do to help you through these losses what can we do to support you because you know we're in this together truly and sincerely so that's number 1 that that's the first step i think in not being tone deaf and in, in in creating, you know, a context for what you do that's appropriate to this moment. Now, the other thing that I want, I think people should think about is the number one goal is to make it to the other side, right? We've got to make it to the other side. We've got to win. cut, we got to watch our cash reserves, We've got to be conservative. We need to you know, rethink you know, our marketing so it's effective and it's not tone deaf. But here's an important point about this. I'm going to tell a story about from my own career that, that was a great, great lesson for me. Before I started my own business 12 years ago, I had a long career with a company called Alcoa. At that time, it was a Fortune 100 company. It was a Dow Jones Industrial Company, and it was a wonderful company. Wonderful, well managed company. I had a wonderful career there. And I was in sales leadership. And we had a customer who, quite frankly, we were destroying. Uh, We had quality problems. We were shutting them down. They couldn't make their customer commitments. And I had lunch with the president of the company. And I said, I just got to ask you, why aren't you using one of our competitors right now? How can you be sticking with us? When we're hurting you so badly, he said, well, let me tell you why. He said, my father started this company in the 1930s. He was the founder of the company. And when World War II hit, our business was gone. We had to retool our plant for the war effort. We didn't have the technical resources. We didn't have the equipment. We didn't have the money. And Alcoa came to our aid. And they gave us the technical resources we needed. They financed the equipment to help us get through to the other side. And on my father's deathbed, he whispered in my ear, never leave Alcoa. They brought us to the dance. Now, that's loyalty that transcends generations. It's loyalty that transcends death. Why? Because even in the hardest times, We helped our customer in a generous, compassionate way. We helped them in a way that was relevant to that moment, right? Mm -hmm. We might've forgiven their debts. We might've helped them finance equipment. We got into their plants and helped them transition. And this is a very, very important point. It is the number one strategy for this time that what we need to be doing now is operating in a way so that unending longtime loyalty is there. When we get to the other side, and we'll get to the other side, but if you operate in a greedy and opportunistic way, people will remember that. Yesterday, I was on the phone with our mutual friend, Andy Crestadina, mm-hmm. a wonderful uh, man, a great intellect, a great friend. And he was talking about, he was negotiating with this hotel about possibly canceling an event. They were going to hold him to tens of thousands dollars thousands of dollars and cancellation fees. you know, Andy is going to make it to the other side and I'm going to make it to the other side. And this hotel will make it to the other side, but I'll tell you something. We'll never forget how that hotel treated Andy in this situation. We'll never forget. And so, you know, we have to think about those two different lessons. How did Alcoa treat its customers in the desperate panic times of world war II? which is probably the greatest crisis our country has had up until now. And and then compare that to what's happening with these greedy opportunistic companies. You know, that's the vision we all have to hold in our hearts right now. We got to get it to go to get to the other side and we have to treat our customers with such grace and such compassion and even love. I mean, my customers are my friends. I love my customers. I love them. They're my friends. And this guy down in Miami, I, I wrote him a note. I said, I will literally do anything you need me to do right now. I mean, if he said, come and help me on the packing dock, I would go do it. Because, you know, he's going to be there at the end, and I'm going to be there at the end. I want to be there together as friends.
0: So having the empathy to understand what your customers are going through and thinking through that process is... it and we don't want to look at this as opportunity, but it is an opportunity to step up. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. The opportunity is different. And it's leadership. It's real leadership. We are already seeing uh, the challenges that our customers are going to have, that our clients are going to have maybe three weeks, maybe two months down the road with us Mm -hmm. in working with us. So if we proactively take a step to to help them with that decision, especially the ones that are going to have tough decisions, the ones that are going to have to say, you know, I can't, I can't continue to to pay this monthly fee in this membership that are in. So if you proactively reach out and say, you know what we're doing for the term of this, we're suspending, we're suspending the payments. Yeah. So anything, any small thing like that that makes it easier for
1: you them. You know, it, it, that that means everything right now. You know, my the philosophy in my business, it's always been this way. You know, we do the right thing, even if it hurts, we do the right thing, even if it hurts, because that's what people will remember, you know, and I'm going out this, I just signed a contract, you know, a couple of weeks ago with, with a guy for some services. And I went back to him. I said, ain't gonna happen. You know, and immediately he came back to me and said, look, no worries. He said, not only do we suspend the contract, I'm sending you your money back for what you've already paid me. And he's going to be the first person I call when this thing's over.
0: Because what is in our, in the online space, what, what are we short of stuff? Credibility, mm. through, through the entire marketplace, right? Trust, that's the most valuable, that's our most valuable asset that we carry through. This is an opportunity to engender that, to build that. You told another little story about how you, uh, you're, you're in your own productions, because all of us now are, if we're blowing up our content plans, we're having to come up with new content plans for publishing new content. A, a, lot, of the, a lot of the ways we did things for efficiency, aren't going to work anymore. So t- tell me repeat the story that you said about your podcast, how the one that just dropped.
1: Yeah, well, you know, as I reflect on on my content and my content plans, um, you know, they're they're just what I had in the queue just isn't relevant anymore. So you've got to reconsider everything again to be relevant in this moment. And what happened this week was, you know, I've got this podcast called The Marketing Companion. You know, I've had the thing for 7 years and My co-host, Brooke Sellis, and I, we record the show about 10 10 days before it drops. Now, it's always made sense to have that buffer in case we have a technical problem, in case we have an emergency. So I've never missed an episode in seven years because we've had that buffer. Well, what happened? We record the episode. The episode drops Monday. What are we talking about? The NCAA basketball tournament and March Madness. Now, in that short time, the darn thing was canceled, and our episode doesn't even really make that much sense anymore. So there's a lesson in that. So what we've decided to do now is instead of a 10-day buffer, we're going to record with a two-day buffer because the world is changing so fast. We don't want to embarrass ourselves anymore.
0: So tightening down on those, the because the entire world's message is changing, uh, by the hour almostly. So tightening down those production cycles. And it, what it's going to mean is it, it is going to mean an interruption in flow. It is going to mean an interruption in your publishing schedule. Do you think that it is important for people who have consistently published based on a schedule? Is now the time to double down and make sure you're staying on schedule? Or is it now going to be okay to hit the pause button occasionally on your normal content flow?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I just think we have to think about what is the new normal. And somebody asked me today, "Is it okay for a brand to go dark?" And I said, "I think it's better to do to go dark than to be tone deaf." You know, I I got I, I was I was uh, shown an ad uh, today on social media, and the ad was, um, "Here's the best uh, service to use to create your fantasy baseball team." That is not helpful. <laughs> and we, we see that a lot of businesses are, are really slowing, are, are very, are, they're, they're responding in a very, very slow way. But look, something that's showing up on Facebook, hit the button, man, stop the ads. You know, you're wasting money and it doesn't make sense and you're just embarrassing yourself.
0: You said in another one of the posts that now's not the time to start something new. Uh, Yeah. I want you know, you to clarify. Uh,
1: Not exactly. Yeah. Okay. I mean, not exactly. Let's work through it. Yeah. Let's work through it. Um, so, so number one, I mean, one of the things I say in all of my talks, all of my books is I never tell you what to do, right? I mean, you have your own heart, your own passion. You're an expert in what you do and you know, your customers. All right. A lot of people have a lot of down, downtime today. So this might be the time, oh, I'm going to start a video series. I'm going to start a podcast. I'm finally going to write that book. That might be exactly the right thing to do. Now, however, let's look at the world. You know, one of the realities is, you know, someone said nine months from now, we're going to have uh, this surge in the birth rate, right? We're going to have a lot of babies being born. Well, we're also going to have a lot of content babies being born. We're going to have nine months from now, we're going to have a lot more podcasts and a lot more video series and a lot more books. If it's strategic, it's the right thing to do. If it's reactive, it's not the right thing to do. You know, if this is something that is has always been strategic to your business and critical for your business, absolutely 100% you should pursue it despite the fears, despite the uncertainty if it's strategic, if it's not strategic, you're creating random acts of content that you're going to get lost. At least for the next few months, I cannot think of a, of a, of a worse time in the history of the world to launch a new podcast <laughs> or to launch a new, you know, to launch a book. I don't know if you know, Matthew Sweezy, Matthew, works for Salesforce. He's an incredible, incredible intellect. And he's got a new book coming out next week. And it's called Marketing in the Age of Context. Context. And this is an important book. I mean, I previewed this book. It's the first book I've read, business book I've read in 10 years. And I read it and I started reading it again. And oh my gosh, you know, it's an important book and I hope it doesn't get lost, but it's a terrible time to launch a book. So, you know, we just have to look at things strategically. Always look at things strategically. If it's the right thing to do, then damn the torpedoes. Full speed ahead. Go ahead and do it. You know, but if it's something to fill your time, and it's probably going to get lost in the noise.
0: The bulk of my community are baby boomers and Gen X. And the this, the this um, a, a lot of my content is focused on helping them repurpose their lives, reinvent themselves, understand what's happening in social, understand what we do. And so that they can pivot when the time comes, this is going to accelerate the time coming for many, many baby boomers. The jobs that they are now sitting at home from, they may never be returning to in the same way. They're going to have to reinvent themselves at this point. They're going to have to step into a new
1: venture. Do you have any advice for them? Well, I mean, you know, first of all, you know, I just want to acknowledge the, 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 the sadness and the difficulty and, and the loss going on for everyone listening today. And my time has been filled the last three or four days, you know, I guess for every day this week with almost nonstop calls from people. I've been trying to help them, encourage them, nurture them. So, I mean, I, I've i been deeply immersed in in the loss and the grief that's going on. So, first of all, I just want to acknowledge that. Having said that, I mean, this is an amazing time also of opportunity. And let me give you a a small example, Steve. I got an email a few days ago from a local rancher, a rancher. This is a guy growing cattle. And he sends me an email and he said, we know that you enjoy eating out at all the restaurants in our community. We know that's not going to happen. We will bring our steaks To you. Now, think about this. This is a B2B business, but they're doing exactly what needs to be done. They're reimagining their business and reframing their business in this moment. Okay, so what makes a good business? Meeting unmet and underserved customer needs. There are a ton of new underserved and unmet customer needs right now. People are scared, they're going to be bored not going to be able to get a haircut. They're not, they may not be able to look in me. I'm not going to be able to get to the dentist. Maybe, I mean, there's all kinds of crazy things going on right now that are going to spawn a, an explosion of creativity, an explosion of new businesses and new business models. But, you know, the number one thing is you've got to sort of like shed the past right now. Shed, you know, look, as I said in my little story about the guy in Miami, I was relevant one week ago. I'm not relevant right now, not in the old way, not in the old model. I have to look very deeply at what are my skills and core competencies that I can apply today to the unmet and underserved needs today. And that's where the new opportunities will be. So that's where the opportunities have always been. And so like in this, in this like world of like reinvention, there's a, there's a lot of problems. There's a lot of chaos, but there's going to be a hell of a lot of new business opportunities
0: for content marketers. If, if I kind of tie it back to your story about Alcoa, about when there was need, they understood what the customer, what their partner required and they stepped up now in the content marketing space chances are for most of us we don't have an ability to make that financial um make that be that financial difference maker to our community but what we do have now is an opportunity for empathy and an opportunity to understand and an opportunity to fill in some of what is being lost and by that i mean we don't have the theater anymore we don't go to movies we're yeah. not going to have our sports teams to follow and a lot of people right. that's going to leave a big vacuum of their imagination time, their downtime, their they're connecting with community time, you know, being on the same. So I'm wondering if for a lot of content creators, if this is not a time where you can step from being a teacher to maybe a little bit more of a leadership role, where we are opening, you know, opening the window, opening the curtains a little bit more to our lives and what we're seeing and just kind of what we're doing right now here, this conversation we're having where we're showing our own vulnerabilities at the same time. But being a little bit more willing to express that, not putting on the polished professional content marketer face, but instead the more the human side. Is there? Do you think there's a lot of value there?
1: Oh, so much, Steve. I think you just really nailed it. You know, uh, uh, you know the, the, the subtitle of this book I wrote, you know, Marketing Rebellion, the most human company wins. Today's the time to prove it, right? I mean, every time people see our face, our hearts, our compassion, our generosity, that makes us stand out. Because here's what's going to happen. You and I talked about these examples of the companies that are not shifting. You know, they're like an aircraft carrier. Oh, they're just not moving. But we can move. We we can pivot. We can move. We can reinvent ourselves today. We can rent, reinvent ourselves in an hour. You know, we can try and we can reach and connect people and to connect to people in new ways. You know, before I got on this uh, broadcast with you, I was, you know, I was asked to to do a presentation online for a group of people that do these um, they've got these cheerleading gyms. Yes. This is a big deal. Uh, you know, it's a huge, huge business. It's become a competitive sport with, you know, highly trained athletes. And so there are these young, there are these children, millions of children, who go to these gyms and they work out and they learn these routines and boom, right now they're all done. Where are their customers right now? We've got these group of children. They've probably lost connection with an adult role model with, you know, the friends with the routine, with the fitness, they might be in shock. They might be afraid. They're disappointed because they've been working for this competition that just got canceled. Now, from a content point of view, how can you step in and create that connection and the security, maybe even entertainment? Mm-hmm. These kids are going to be bored. Uh, how, many, how many hours can you sp- spend on Fortnite or YouTube, right? But is there a way that these owners can connect to these children and build in a virtual community for the time building, for the, for the time being? Here's how we're going to work out today. Let's do our stretches together let me tell you, the building's still here. It's going to be waiting for you. Yeah. In fact, look, we're painting and we're cleaning and it's going to be better than ever. We're going to be here when, you're, when you get back and we're going to pick right up. You're so, me. you know, yep. we're not going anywhere. We're going to be here for you. I, as again, I always approach these things humbly. I'm not an expert in cheerleading. Hard to believe, but true. Don't pretend that I have all the answers, but I, I just want to inspire people and encourage people to just reimagine and rethink because there are opportunities in the context of today.
0: My wife is a teacher and she teaches a grade six classroom. And she, uh, yesterday or the day before, she said, I, I'm going to send an email to my class. I don't know what to say, but I just want to let tell them that we're okay and that we're thinking of them. And she sent it and she wasn't sure how long, because we've got no news. We we don't know when school's going to reopen. It's not like she could actually give them anything other than to reach out and with empathy saying, you know, I'm thinking of you guys, I know it's tough, you know, stay, you know, be strong, help your parents, this sort of stuff. And then the number of parents that wrote back saying that they, it really made, it, it calmed the kids down to yeah. you know, their teacher, the
1: trusted advisor. Now she's she's the most human teacher. Yeah, the most human teacher wins too.
0: So here's, here's so you, when you published the first article about the, about the love letter, you exhibited a trait that I think is a lot of content marketers don't have. And one that I think we should all strive to, and that's trust. You a trusted your instincts, but you also trusted your audience, mm. right? Wow,
1: that's a, that's a really interesting insight, Steve.
0: It's true. Well, I, I've been going through that as I've been transitioning from teacher to a leader for this community in my own kind of internal dialogue. Mm-hmm. And that, that I always say that one of the things we always, when we look at ourselves on video or any place, we're always far more critical of ourselves. You you said the word grace earlier. We don't mm-hmm. give ourselves the same grace as we give others. We're far more judgmental of ourselves. Yeah,
1: you know, I, I love that insight. I really, really do. It's, it's having a deep impact on me because, and I also think there's a lesson here for people who are less experienced content creators because what you're saying is true because I took a risk. I mentioned this was a scary post for me to write, but you're right. I trusted my audience because I've been doing this long enough now that I said, let her rip. Just let her rip. It's going to be okay. People who are newer may not have that confidence, but there's a lesson here. You should trust your audience. And when you trust your audience and trust yourself, man, every time I do that, I'm rewarded. You know, When I have that little internal fear and I'm nervous about pushing that publish button, every single time people say, Oh Mark, how did you know I needed to hear this right now? Oh Mark, how did you know I was just talking about this with my husband? Mm-hmm. Thank you for, you know, m- you know, creating something like this.
0: And, and and making me understand that I'm not alone in that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we want each other to succeed. We really don't want each other to fail.
1: Oh, no, no, no. I, you know, th- that's that's a beautiful mindset because, you know, I I mean, I don't see other people in this field as as competitors. It's a big world, we can all succeed. And truly, I do see them as friends. And I mean, I wanna help you, I wanna help anybody I can. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I say this all the time, even before this crisis, I would say this all the time, we're in this together. And whatever we can do to lift each other up and support each other is important always.
0: I could talk to Mark for hours. I feel I learned so much from him. There's a a lot of wisdom there, and it's all shared in his books. He's a really... Easy to consume author with really insightful ideas. If you've not yet read one of Mark's books, well, what better time? You've got a little bit of time on your hands. Links below. Grab one of the books, have a read, get into the Mark Schaefer space. Uh, you will be a better person as a result, and you'll certainly understand your business and the world around you from a more compassionate and more effective, uh, more effective perspective. So, thanks so much to Mark for making time for us for this week's uh, live stream and podcast. Now, I'd love to hear from you. I realize that it's difficult to always to comment on podcasts to let us know exactly what you're thinking and what you want to know more about and how you are feeling about things. But if you are on Facebook, come visit us in the Gray Zone. Do a search of Gray Zone or click on the uh, click on the link in the description or in the uh, podcast description and come and visit us on our Facebook page and join in the conversation there. Baby Boomers and Gen Xers from around the world are all sharing how they're feeling, their ideas, their coping mechanisms. their dreams, how they're reinventing themselves and remaining relevant in this digital age and now this in the virus age as well. So if you drop in, I guarantee you I will listen to what you have to say and you can help craft the content here on Gray Matters for the future. So once again, links below. It's The Gray Zone on Facebook. That's it for this week. If you've not yet subscribed to this podcast, make sure you subscribe in your podcast app of choice and you can help us out two ways. One, you can give us a review which the podcast apps all appreciate and it helps them to share out our content to others. And secondly, if there's somebody else, another baby boomer or Gen X or who you know that might be interested in the content that we share here, well then share the Grey Matters Podcast with them. Let them know about it and help us grow our community through that means. Till next time, I'm Steve Dotto. Have fun storming the castle.